0: You're listening to the Strong and Powerful Podcast. Find your strength, unleash your power, and live the life you want. The goal of this podcast is to help you develop mindset techniques to create a strong foundation of positive self-worth and body image, along with skills to overcome bullies and social media negativity. I'm Kira Langolf, your host, author of Mindset Makeover, and host of The Fit Girl Guide to Getting in Shape. I'll be sharing with you my personal and professional experiences to help you find your strengths and live your life as the strong and powerful person you are meant to be. Visit our website at strongandpowerful.com. This is podcast episode number three, Thoughts and Bad Habits. In this episode, how to identify bad thought habits, what they are, how to categorize them, how to correct them, and how to change them to make your life happier and more productive. Hopefully you've had a chance to do the self-talk worksheet that we talked about in the last episode. If not, you can hop over to the strongandpowerful.com website, click on podcast and then episodes and scroll to the bottom and you'll find that worksheet that you can download and get working on because that's going to help you a lot with this episode. Once you have an idea of what your negative thought patterns are, then you can correct them and change them and make your life a little more productive or at least make yourself a little easier on yourself. We do tend to beat ourselves up a lot of times and that comes in the form mostly of our negative self-talk. One of the ways you can identify this negative self-talk or this bad habit thinking is that these are thoughts or phrases maybe you say that are unsupportive. They're definitely unproductive, and somehow they just kind of creep into your brain over and over again. Because as we know, habits can be good or bad. They're just things that happen habitually. That's probably why that word comes about. The problem lies when these thoughts are inaccurate, and a lot of times your negative self-talk is completely inaccurate. Sometimes these unproductive, unsupportive thoughts creep into your brain from another person. Another person might be saying things to you that are not accurate either. So either way, these tend to be more prevalent before and during distressful situations. So of course, if you're stressed, it's going to make things even worse. So how do we fix this? Well, awareness is half the battle. Once you can identify bad thought habits, you can then replace them with new supportive thoughts and habits. To do this, you need to learn to look at your situations and your stress factors from a different perspective, a more helpful and healthy one. So now you know bad habits aren't things we just do, they are also things that we think. And we want to eliminate as many as possible because they're very destructive. These non-supportive thoughts push you away from what you want most. There are many categories when it comes to bad thought habits, and we're going to review a few now and some more in a future episode. Last episode, we reviewed the categories of catastrophizing, blaming, rehashing, and rehearsing. And yes, I know I probably didn't say catastrophizing (laughs) properly, but yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. There's actually about 12 different categories. I'm sure there's plenty more, but I've kind of narrowed it down to these 12. Uh, They seem to be the most common ones. Since we've already done three of them, we're going to go over two of them for this episode, and that way we'll still have a, a lot to figure out. So if some of your bad thought patterns don't fall into some of these particular categories, well, just wait, because they might fall into some of the ones covered in the next couple of episodes. This next category is expectations and reality. So are you looking at something and maybe putting more pressure on yourself and setting up your expectations that might actually be impossible? When you find yourself saying I should do this or I shouldn't do that, you're putting pressure on yourself and setting up unrealistic expectations. Same thing when you use the combination I must, I must do this, again, puts pressure on yourself. And maybe whenever you use that sentence or word, you can back it up and say, "Okay, well, do I really have to do this? Or does my life depend on this? What would be more realistic? Or maybe when you find yourself saying, I should or I must, ask yourself, am I putting more pressure on myself? Am I setting up expectations that are almost impossible? And if so, what would be more realistic? Now, I know that's a lot to think about when you're just having casual thoughts, but after a while, you'll remember that and you'll remember to say, hey, wait a minute, these are those trigger words that might be setting me up for an unrealistic expectation. And with unrealistic expectations, yes, you're going to be frustrated. And sometimes that frustration can spiral downward into a whole further unproductive mindset. So that's why it's important to catch these things and to try to change them and to set your expectations more, I guess, accurately for you because your expectations and somebody else's are not going to be the same. And that's a lot of times where issues happen. Well, everybody is expecting, think they're expecting the same thing, but in reality, they're not. So getting on the same track with either like minded people or friends or coworkers will make a difference, but also communicating letting them know what your expectations are and vice versa that can definitely free up a lot more stress out of your life because you know you know what you need to do and what they're expecting the other side of expectations is that sometimes they can confuse us into thinking that our goals will bring us so much more than they actually do and sometimes that pushes us to pursue the wrong goals so Knowing how you're going to feel when you reach a goal, it needs to also be a realistic expectation. For example, if you say, well, when I lose five pounds, the world is going to be great. Everything's going to go my way. Uh, uh, Life is going to be wonderful and perfect. Well, in reality, is that five pounds really going to do that much? Or is it just going to be that some of your clothes are going to fit a little better and maybe you'll feel good that you accomplished something. But in reality, when you get to that five pounds being off and the whole world hasn't changed for the better, then you might be disappointed. So putting that reality back into play so that when you do get there, you say, you know what, in reality, my clothes are going to fit fit better. I'm going to feel better about that. And that's what I expect or That's what I'm going to expect and that's how I'm going to feel. I know it might not be as exciting as thinking that, oh, the whole world's going to change and everything's going to fit me perfectly and life is going to be great. But sometimes we have to set those expectations correctly so that we don't end up in that downward spiral of blame and rehashing and all the other categories that we've been talking about for this self-talk. What goes along with this type of thinking is that you may be focusing on something that you really thought you wanted, but maybe it wasn't as important as what you had right in front of you. So sometimes you're focusing so much on wanting something in the future that you don't really take a second to stop and savor what you have. Maybe appreciate or have gratitude for the things in your life that you have right now, or maybe even the accomplishments that you've already made in your life. Sometimes you were expecting to have all of these achievements, and because you haven't met them yet, you might think that you're a failure, when in reality, you've had other achievements that were just as great. It's just that they weren't on that original list. So sometimes going back, or even keeping a list of things that you've done, that you've accomplished, that you're proud of, And then reminding yourself, hey, I may not have gotten here yet, but I've already done this stuff. And maybe I didn't expect to do this stuff, or maybe I did, but either way, I'm still doing good things and making progress, and maybe I'm not at these ultimate goals that I wanted to yet, but take a little bit of time to have the the gratitude and the appreciation of what you have accomplished. So when it comes to expectations versus reality, there's a couple of things I want you to think about. The first one is that reality is reality. I know that sounds a little bit confusing right there, but there are times when you are crystal clear on what's going on, but your current reality doesn't reflect it. It can be very frustrating and it can make you doubt yourself when you shouldn't. And a lot of this comes when you're working with other people, because your reality and expectations are completely different than theirs. And that's where being on different pages can really cause a lot of deep conflict. So taking that time to have a little bit of a conversation to say, what are you expecting? This is what I'm expecting. What's really happening? All of these kind of things can help you make a more constructive situation and progress towards what everyone Is wanting and maybe some compromises along the way but either way you're going to have a lot less stress and part of this is getting rid of stress which also helps to relieve those bad thought patterns because when you are stressed you tend to be harder on yourself so everything we're talking about is to help relieve that so that you can be more productive so when we accept that reality is reality that's great the next step is to realize that what you see on the surface isn't all that's going on you know you really don't know what's going on in somebody else's head you don't know the whole situation you know or you could just be an innocent victim that they're you know killing the messenger instead of the message and you might think that you're doing something wrong but in reality it's got nothing to do with you it has everything to do with their situation and what's going on so if that's the case what can you actually do well you get Better at asking questions. There's a few questions that are really important to help you in these kind of situations. And I'm going to go through those right now. Now these questions are things that you can actually ask yourself first. And they're going to be helpful no matter what situation you're in. So the first question would be helping to put things into perspective. Asking yourself, on a scale of say 1 to 10, how important is this situation? How important will this situation be in three years or five years? Maybe the situations you face won't really be that important or relevant in the future. And sometimes we're making the mountain out of a molehill when we really should just look look at it for what it is, which is just a small little incident one time during one day or one week. And you know what? It's not going to affect the rest of our lives unless we sit there and perpetuate the thinking pattern of it. So learning to let that go because, hey, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's not that high. Taking a second to stop and try to see a new perspective is always a challenge because a lot of times you're just wrapped up in your own head. And it's sometimes good to think about, okay, if this was my friend having this situation, Can I look at this objectively and see a different perspective? Because that's why sometimes we use friends to help us with these negative patterns because they can see a different perspective than what we're engulfed in. So use that practice to step aside a little bit when something's going wrong or you're having negative thoughts and say, wait a minute, what's really happening here? What am I doing? Is it really as bad as I think? What's a different perspective? And... Can I change the situation? Is it going to be important in a few years? Is it not? All things to think about because these negative self-talk patterns stay in your head and just do so much damage. So the more we can use to dig them out and to change them and get rid of them, the better off we're going to be. So once you realize that your reality might not be exactly true and you're able to look at it from a different perspective and maybe realize that, no, you're not a complete failure, you're just looking at one little item of one little time that you've done something, then the next thing is to kind of take a look to really understand what's going on on the deeper level of your current situation and your mindset. And these are really simple questions that would be like what assumptions am I making about this? If I had what I want, how would I know? You know, sometimes we don't even know what would make us happy or what what we want the conclusion to be. So almost defining your own goals and going back to knowing how you're going to feel when you reach that goal is going to help you have a more realistic expectation. And that's going to also open up some different alternatives when you need to move forward in a situation, you know, maybe you're stuck because you have to keep eating lunch out all the time. Well, okay, what's my alternative? Can I make a healthy choice? Can I, um, bring my own? Can I have a combination of something, you know, basically finding answers that are going to be positive. So now that you've had these questions and you've improved your understanding of what's going on under the surface, what do you do with that? Well, You take action. And these are also questions, believe it or not, you would say, how can I improve this? What do I need to do to make this better? Or what do I need to think or say to make myself support myself? What's one small step I could take to build some momentum, to give me some confidence, to push me closer to what I want most? In situations where you are stuck or overwhelmed, the best question to ask yourself is, what is the smallest step I could take to get out of this situation or to build that momentum? And once you've figured out at least one small step, then you need to implement that action because that's the only thing that's going to give you some real benefit. It's not always easy to recognize the reality versus our perceptions, but The more you do it, like everything else, the easier it gets to start pointing out when you're being realistic and when you're not. The next category of bad thought habits uh, is something that I see people do all the time, and it is mind reading. You're assuming that you know what somebody else is thinking, you're anticipating what somebody else is going to do. You think you know how the whole situation is going to go. And nine times out of 10, that's not even close to what they're thinking or what's going to happen. So you want to stop when you start doing that and say, wait a minute, how do I know what this person is thinking? Where's the evidence that I know what this person is thinking? Because unless you're inside their head, you really don't know. These are your own thoughts, not theirs. So looking at something in a more balanced way where you're looking at your thoughts and not trying to assume what somebody else is thinking. There's quite a bit of stress that comes along with trying to assume that you know what somebody else is thinking or what they're going to say. There's one thing to be prepared for a situation when you're going in to speak to someone on a certain subject, but not necessarily knowing their every response because sometimes it's completely different than what you're expecting. In the same respect, many people will say, well, this is the situation. Well, if you were not in that room at the time involved in that conversation, then you really don't know 100% what was said. So you shouldn't be guessing. You need to hear it from the people that were actually involved. I mean, there's a lot of that when you get into the tabloids and the magazines and such. People will take their opinion based on whatever they read. But again, in actuality, if you weren't in that room, if that reporter wasn't in that room, and a lot of times they're not, they don't really know what was said or how it was said. So jumping to conclusions like that is the same thing as mind reading. You're trying to put words in other people's mouths. You're trying to know what they're thinking, and we just can't do that. Not only is it impossible, but it's also not good for our own mental health. Catch yourself if you're saying, oh, they're probably thinking this, or they might be thinking that, and realize that you don't know that. You might be completely wrong, you might be a little bit off base, but regardless, you have to focus only on your own thoughts and not try to figure out what somebody else is thinking unless you point blank ask them about the situation. We're only doing a few of these at a time because it's a lot involved in catching these thought habits, and I don't want to overwhelm you with so many different things that you could be thinking and putting them into categories so that you can kind of go week by week and see if you can catch yourself in any one of these situations. And that's why it's also important to go to the strongandpowerful.com website and download that worksheet so that you can fill it out, and that way you can kind of start to see your patterns. You know, are you mind reading? Are you changing expectations and reality? Or do you have a warped sense of expectations and reality? Are you rehashing things? Are you blaming? I mean, all of these things that we've gone through the last couple of episodes, uh, you're going to start to notice because when you are aware of something, you're going to notice it. And then you can start working on changing those habits and start creating for yourself a less stressful, more productive way of life thanks for listening to the Strong and Powerful podcast. If you like this show and want instant notice of new episodes, sign up at strongandpowerful.com. Until next time, stay strong and powerful.